Father, we just thank you. We praise you. We worship you. We give you glory, Father. I just want to thank you, Father, for all your goodness and your mercy in our lives. Father, this morning, once again, even as we come to the ministry of the word, speak to our hearts. Open our understanding, O Lord. Grant us a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Open our eyes to see and behold wondrous things from your law and from your word this morning. Let this, let this just not be another intellectual exercise, but Lord, let there be an impartation of the very life of Jesus Christ. Even as we receive your word by faith, let there be an infilling of the Holy Spirit in our lives. To that end, I pray that you would bless and anoint the speaking and the hearing of this word. We thank you, we praise you for in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's look at uh, John's Gospel, chapter 6, verse 66. Sobering words of the Lord Jesus Christ. From that time, many of his disciples turned back and walked with him. No more. Verse 67 says, Jesus said to the twelve, so how many are left? Twelve. Do you also want to go away? And Peter opens his mouth and he says, Lord, where shall we go? You and you alone have the words of eternal life. You have. To whom shall we go, actually? To whom shall we go? I like that. To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. So Jesus starts with a huge crowd following him. The crowd followed him for miracles. A few hundred followed him for his teachings. Seventy, he trusted them to, uh, to with some authority and with power so that they could go two by two and preach the gospel, deliver people who are um, being tormented by devils, satanic forces, etc. And after the 70, I think this time, when the teaching gets even more tougher and harder, He's left with 12, at least. I don't know how many left at this time. Many of his disciples walked back, turned back, and walked with him no more. See, it's a walk. It's a walk which is so, so, so important. We've been listening to, um, I mean, if you at least... Two nights back, not last night, the night before last, we heard about adding to faith, virtue, and then knowledge. One of the books that I enjoyed reading and refer back from time to time is a book by uh, Eugene Peterson. It says, Long Obedience in a Single Direction. In that book, he makes a very interesting quotation. He says, there is a great market for religious experience in our world. There is a great market for religious experience in our world. But there is little enthusiasm for the patient acquisition of virtue. What a beautiful sentence. Let me read that once again. There is a 
great market for religious experience in our world. That means, oh, people love, love to come to church, uh, to Sunday school, to, to church Sunday after Sunday to, uh, to acquire knowledge maybe or acquire and listen to something new, new revelation or a new teaching, etc. Whatever it is, whatever, whatever it is that excites you about church. But look at what he says. He says, there is a great market for religious experience in our world. There is little enthusiasm for the patient acquisition of virtue. Little inclination to sign up for a long apprenticeship in what earlier generations of Christians called holiness. What sobering words, isn't it? Patient acquisition of virtue. I mean, these are words which just come out of the page and smack you right on right on the face. Patient acquisition of virtue. I don't know how Telugu name out of the Zilidigani. Virtue name out of the Lidu. Um, maybe you can look at it. Second Peter chapter one. Arodi. Ashanigrahamu. Kadu. Sadgunamu. Virtue ante. Sadgunamu. Viswasamana, Viswasamanaku, Sadgunamanu, Jodin Chalanta. Yeah, thank you. Viswasamananda, Sadgunamanu. Satgunamanandu jnanamunu, etc. Satgunam, satgunam means, gunam means virtue. Satgunam, I mean, uh, behavior or, 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 or attitude or characteristics. Yeah. So, there is little enthusiasm for the patient acquisition of virtue. Are we okay? I'll just wait for you for a few minutes, don't worry. Few seconds. Yeah, there you go. You can go back to, um, our, our, our language, yeah. So there's a very, very, very difficult task of patiently acquiring which it's, it's, go, it's going again. Uh, would you want to? Sorry for the interruption. Technical delays. I'll give you a couple of one minute for you to recover. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> All right. So, that's a difficult thing. No? A patient acquisition of virtue takes a lifetime. So, what what is important in Christian life is your walk. Walk, walk is important. It's a spiritual walk, of course. It's, it's something about walk that um, identifies, it reveals your heart. We'll look at that today. 
in some detail. It's very interesting if you turn with me to Isaiah chapter 40, verses uh, 30 and 31. Look at what it says. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. But the, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. That's the easy part. Fly. And Jesus himself puts us on eagles wings and brings us out of Egypt. And then slowly it becomes a run. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk. And something very interesting about after that. And not faint. Walk and not faint. Because that's the ultimate thing. To walk with God consistently, continuously, over a long period of time. How many years? Enoch walked. (laughs) 300 years, it says in Genesis chapter 5, verses uh, 21 to 24. Something very interesting about about Enoch. It says uh, about Enoch. So all the days of... 21, sorry. Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. And Enoch, uh, after after he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with... After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So he, he, he had sons and daughters, meaning he was leading his normal life and also was walking with God. So it is not just for pastors or, or clergy, uh, the duty of walking with God. It's for everyone. And Enoch walked with God for 300 years. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years and Enoch was no more. It says, Enoch walked with God, Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. It's mentioned twice. Enoch walked with God. Walked with God. And he was not. Something about the walk therefore. Is so so significant. It's something which is spiritual. It's just not uh, walking. Walking. It's a, it's a spiritual thing. If you turn with me to Third John. Chapter 1. Verse 1 to 4. It says. Um. The elder to the beloved Gaius. By the way, this, if you look at um, third John, there are only three char- characters here. There is Gaius, there's Datrophes, and Demetrius. I mean, I could ha- preach one sermon. Gaius, Diatrophus, Demetrius. Two positive, one negative. Okay, two by three. Okay. Gaius and Demetrius positive, Diatrophus negative. But look about, look something about Gaius that, uh, that is so commendable and John is excited about. Beloved, I pray that you, that is to Gaius, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Why is, um, why is, um, uh, John saying, boy, you should prosper, Gaius? Would to God, there are so many Gaiuses, Gaiuses in the church of God in these last days. People who prosper, even as their soul prosper. For I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you. He says to, about Gaius, just as you walk in the truth. I have, again see, look at something very interesting. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are studying in Caltech. No. Have gone to Stanford. No. Have graduated from, uh, from University of California at Berkeley. No. That is what parents are really excited about, right? I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. 
It's remarkable words. Let's go on. And then he says, Beloved, you do faithfully whatever you do for the brethren and for the strangers who have borne witness of your love also. He talks about his walk of truth and also about his love before the church. If you send them for, forward on their journey in a manner worthy of God, you will do well. And the next verse, because they went forth for his name's sake, taking nothing from the Gentiles. We therefore ought to receive such that we may become fellow workers for the truth. Look at this remarkable series of verses over here. He's talking about Gaius. Gaius is an elder of a particular church and a rich man. Okay, he's got a lot of money. and, and he, But he's not commending and he's saying, I pray to God that you prosper in all things even as your soul prospers. And he's commending Gaius and saying, Gaius, I'm so excited about you because it gives me tremendous joy to know that you're walking in truth. And not only you're walking in truth, you're walking in love. You know why? Because you're using your wealth not to store up riches on earth, but you're using your wealth to support those who are going into the ministry, especially those who have gone into the ministry taking nothing from the Gentiles. And because you're supporting them, because these are real, real honorable servants of God who are really laboring in God's vineyard and they're ensuring that they have a right testimony before the Gentiles, you know what you're doing? By supporting them, you're also becoming a fellow worker for the truth. And it gives me tremendous joy, Gaius. I like the way you walk. Of course, some of Sammy will look at me and smile now. Look at one man of God in one of his powerful books which inspired me so much and I'm sure it inspired you too. Walking is an activity so commonplace, so ordinary that we give it little if any thought. It is as unconscious as breathing, he says. And that is what it makes it so important, so revealing. So important? So revealing. Walking, walking is precisely the right word because it suggests nothing lofty or exalted. It brings truth down to the everyday, into every aspect of a person's life, which is where it belongs. And therefore, walk is so important. Therefore, you should walk and not faint. Huh? Walk and not faint. Because it, 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 it involves a consistent, concerted, consistent, concerted effort, deliberate effort from our side. Of course, by the power of the Holy Spirit, for sure. Not by might, not by, uh, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. But it receives our, our, what do you say, um, cooperation, if you will. Divine, Sovereignty, human responsibility. Go hand in hand. Work out your salvation, he says, with fear and trembling. For God, it is God in, it, it is God who's working in you to will and to do his good, good pleasure. So therefore, this, it's a conceit, it's a cons, consistent, concerted effort. Concert, from which we got the word concert, meaning all things working together. So we are working together with God. Concert. Cons, consistent, concerted effort in one single direction and we should not faint. That is the reason why Galatians will say, if you turn with me to Galatians, chapter 5, mm, sorry, sorry, chapter 6, verse 9 and 10, look at what he says. 
And let us not, what? Grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. You should not lose heart. Don't faint. Okay. And verse 10. So then, so then, therefore as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Therefore he's saying, you know, this, this, don't grow faint, don't grow weary in doing good. It's a long walk, of course. But that is what reveals your heart. It is in that longness all the nonsense in your heart will come out. I told you, no, you can fool some people all the time. All the people, sometime, but, I mean, it's a, it's a worldly knowledge, but there's some, some element of truth, but all the people, all the time, impossible. You will be found out. We'll talk about being found out later on. Hmm? Therefore, all the true hidden nature of your heart will be revealed. God will allow situations and circumstances in your life, people in your life, to show what you are truly, deep down, down inside. That is what Walk does. It's a walk. Our walk will re- will reveal who we are ultimately. Because it's a slow and a long drawn out process. That's what it says. You shall not walk and not faint. A long obedience in a single direction. Look at what Eugene Peterson again says. It is not as difficult in our world to get a person interested in the message of the gospel. It is not as difficult in this world to get a person interested in the message of the gospel. It is terrifically difficult to sustain the interest. Wow. Terrifically difficult to sustain that interest. Look at your life in the 12 12 years. Thank God we we came through, no? Boy. Maybe we had some pitfalls here and there, but we stayed the course, man, by the Spirit of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank God for His faithfulness. It was not us. It was not us. Nothing to boast. Thank God He enabled us to walk. So it's a long, drawn out process. What reveals your heart? It's your walk. Long obedience in a single direction. That is the reason why endure till the end. He knocked endure his walk with the Lord for 300 years and God said, boy, <laughs> you are not an ordinary man. Okay. See, it is impossible to walk with God unless you are a lover of truth. Because you have to walk in truth. Can two walk together unless you are agreed? That means God is not going to change. Amos chapter 3 will say, right? Can two walk with together unless they are agreed? That is what we call as concert. Unless they are in symphonio. Symphonio. Amos chapter 3 verse 2 if I am right. 3. Can two walk together unless they are agreed? They have to agree. That means Enoch was agreeing with God 100% to the best of his ability every day. And whatever is not agreeing with God, he is changing. Initially, it was possibly a very drastic change and lot of, you know, he's going left and right, left and right. He was like oscillating and slowly, stable, stable, stabilized, stabilized, stabilized. And over a period of time, all the oscillations stopped and he stayed on that straight and narrow path. All the voltage fluctuations 
We're stabilized. That's what we call a stabilizer. No? <laughs> All the fluctuations in life, in his life got stabilized. And then, not, nobody walked with him. Ultimately, who was left? Enoch and God. Finished. Over. It's interesting. John has to talk about a walk. You know why? It starts off with crowds. Right? Starts off. Jesus' life starts off with crowds. Few hundred people who are interested in his teachings. 70 people whom he has commissioned into the ministry. 12 people who stay. After the teaching gets a little stuff, tough. And during the crucifixion, oh sorry, before the crucifixion, one fellow betrays and hands him over. 11 are left. After the crucifixion, crucifixion, everybody is gone except one. Who is that person? John. So ultimately at the cross, only one disciple remains. The disciple whom Jesus loved, it says. Kya baat? That is how. And therefore, he is the only person who is actually, I believe, among the twelve disciples who has got the, what do you say, the gumption, if you will, to write about walking with God. The audacity he can write about walking with God because he stood that course. Everybody forsake, I will not forsake you, said Peter. It disappeared. (laughs) Think about it now. All the disciples are martyred except this man. That's interesting. That's a good observation. I'm not drawing out any conclusions. I'm just food for thought, as you say. Hmm? Okay, so it's a long drawn out process. Therefore, it says in Matthew chapter 24, Matthew chapter 24, verse uh, 9 to 9 to 14, 9 to 13 maybe. 9 to 13. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. The moment all this hatred and all this starts, what happens? And then many will be offended. So difficult, no? To not to carry offense is also a tremendous test. For a long time, you should not carry offense also. Not be offended with God, you should not be offended with the brother. Boy, what reveals that? Your work. I'll come to that later on. Okay. And then, many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. He's talking about brothers. And then, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many and because lawlessness or iniquity will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And verse 13, but he who endures to the end, shall be saved. Did you understand? Why it is walk and not faint? So let's go for a walk today. <laughs> That's the title of today's message, okay? Let's go for a walk. Let's go for a walk. What does walk reveal? Okay. The very first Psalm, Psalm 1, let's read verse 1. Look at what he talks about. It starts with something very interesting. Blessed is a man Oh, who walks not in the council. We know a man, if he's truly blessed or not, by observing his what? Walk. His walk. Obviously, his spiritual walk. So what does walk signify spiritually? And what does it reveal? Every day. You know, it it, it reveals your everyday movements, your priorities, what is important. Everything is revealed in your walk. Your heart is laid bare in your walk. Spiritually. 
Let us therefore see, let us observe what this walk is from the greatest wise man who ever lived after Jesus, of course, and not after Jesus, I mean, after the apostles, after John the Baptist, okay, who was called, supposed to be the greatest, supposed to be the greatest wise man who ever lived. Let's read from, let's look at six or seven. When I get seven, I stop, okay? Like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, DP. You know who DP is, right? DP, you don't know. Only pastor knows then. Derek Prince. Oh, you also know. Okay, thank you. Very good, very good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some, he was talking about something very interesting. He said, whenever I speak about my gospel and I, when I share my word with people, many people love me. A lot of people hate me. Only few people are indifferent, he says. <laughs> okay. A lot of people love me. A lot of people hate me. Few people are indifferent. That's exactly what Jesus also had happened with Jesus. Everybody either loved him or hated him. Nobody was neutral. Then you're neutral. I can't decide whether to love or not. That doesn't happen. So first, let us see. We'll start with the... Bang. How do you know that I am a son of Belial? By your walk. Let us see. Proverbs chapter 6. <laughs> verse 12 to 15. <laughs> Look at this. A son of Belial. That's a word, the word, okay? A worthless person is, is rendered as worthless person. But actual translation in the Hebrew. A son of Belial. A wicked man. What does he do? He walks with a perverse mouth. Ah. His talk is revealed in his walk. Or rather his walk reveals his talk. Okay. So let us actually define the characteristics of a son of Belial. How many characteristics do you think a perfect son of Belial will have? Seven characteristics. Fantastic. Thank you. He walks with a perverse mouth. Number one. He winks with his eyes. Number two. He shuffles with his feet. This is not shuffling before the wicked to sit a six. No. His footwork. He's not, he's, of course, he's talking about his spiritual footwork. Okay. If you want to, if you want to talk about this, you know, in sportsman's terms, in cricket terms, or in boxing terms, they say that Muhammad Ali had the best footwork. Fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee. bee. Okay. You should see some of his footwork. You see that? The way he shuffles. Deceiver. <laughs> he shuffles. We'll, we'll, we'll come to that point. Okay. So what does he do? He walks. He's a wicked man. So first thing, he walks with a perverse mouth. He winks with his eyes. He shuffles with his feet. He points with his fingers. Fifth one. Perversity. Where? He's in his heart. He devises evil continually. Seventh thing. He sows discord. Perfect son of Belial. What is it? <laughs> the characteristic of a son of Belial is seven. How does it start? It starts with a walk. His walk actually reveals his talk. Your walk reveals whether you are a son of Belial or not. Because you know what? When you are walking, you speak a lot, no? That's exactly what happens with Christian and uh, faithful. And after that, Christian and hopeful. Yeah? Two characters. Okay. So Christian and faithful, Christian and hopeful. 
and they talk. And you should see the testimony of, testimony of faithful. It's beautiful. I'm not going to reveal all the secrets. Go and read it for yourself now. And enjoy. You talk. Your talk reveals your walk. Whether you're walking with God or not. What proceeds out of your mouth comes from your heart, Jesus said. For out of the mouth proceeds evil thoughts, fornications, adulteries, murders, thefts, murder, etc., etc., etc. So for your walk reveals your talk. And how does he walk? He walks with a perverse mouth. What does it mean? It's a crooked, twisted mouth. He twists his words. He speaks something to you and he goes and speaks something, something to somebody else. He, he twists the word of God. What does he do? He twists. His, he, he, he distorts it. He falsifies the gospel, if you will, in some sense. How do you, how do I know this? You know, the very first time the word, uh, Belial appears, it's what we call as a law of first mention, right? Turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 13 and verse 12 onwards. If you hear someone in one of your cities, which the Lord your God gives you to dwell. Who are these? Verse 13, 13, 13. How does it start? Corrupt men. You know what the corrupt men means? Sons of Belial. What have they done? They have gone out from among you. Isn't it interesting? They have gone out from among you. What does it say about the Antichrist spirit? They have gone out from among us because they were not of us. That, is, they, that means they are full of the spirit of the Antichrist. So what do they do? They have sons of Belial who have gone out from among you and enticed the inhabitants of their city saying, let us go and serve other gods. Exactly like what a, what a, what a false prophet does, right? A pseudo-prophetess. Prophetess. Prophetess. That's, a, that's the Greek word. Pseudo-prophetess. I don't know how to pronounce it in Greek. But he's a corrupt man. What do they do? They twist the words of God. They twist the gospel. They are double-tongued. They say something to you and they go say something totally different to others. They've absolutely got a twisted, distorted tongue. The tongue of the devil himself. Their walk reveals their talk. Perverse mouth. They walk with a perverse mouth. First characteristic. Do we have a twisted tongue? Do I say something to Peter and go say something else to somebody else? Think about those things. About him. But is my opinion about Peter consistent with everybody? That is the reason why it's a long walk. It all See, a walk will reveal the snakes in us. It's a long walk. He walks with a what mouth? A distorted mouth. You know, the Hebrew words are really dangerous. You know, they'll, they'll, I don't want to go into that, but it's really, really very twisted only. <laughs> First thing, therefore, a son of Belial walks with a purpose. Second, he says, he winks with his eyes. You know what winking, no? That is a very, uh, we, we all do it. Hmm? We all do it. What is winking with the eye, spiritually? Let us, let us, let scripture interpret scripture. 1630. 
Yeah, exactly. 1630, Proverbs. Hmm? Righteous lips are the... 1630, 30, 30. He winks with an eye to devise perverse things. He purses his lips and brings about evil. What does he do? You know, if you can put it in um, NIV, it's very interesting. He who winks with his eye is plotting perversity. He's planning. He's a son of Belial. He's planning, scheming. He, He who purses his lips is bent on evil. He's bent. 10 10 Proverbs. The first part only. He who winks with his eye <laughs> causes trouble. <laughs> Is it an ivy? Hey, just put it, put it in an ivy if you don't mind. He who winks maliciously causes grief. He's got malicious intent. You see the intent behind it. Perfect son of Belial, if you will. And what is the six, what is the next one? He walks with a perverse mouth. Perverse mouth. Second, he says, winks with his eye. Third, he shuffles with his feet. He gives signals with his feet. He teaches with his feet. And KJV uses the word. What does he do? He teaches with his feet. Feet. What is, what is feet, Baba? Feet represents the path Paths that you have taken. That is exactly the reason why. What should, what, when Jesus comes, he, what does he do? He washes the feet of the disciples. And Peter will say, Lord, come on, the whole body please. No, he says, no, 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 no. You already are clean. I just have to wash your feet because the feet represents all the ideas that you subscribe to. Hmm? Proverbs chapter 1 verses 15 to 16. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path. For their feet run to evil and they make haste to shed blood. Who are these people? Sinners. When sinners entice you, do not consent. When they said, let us wait in secret. Let us lie in wait to shed blood. Let us have one purse, etc., etc., etc. Do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path. For their feet run to evil and they make haste to shed blood. 4, 25, 26, 25 to 27. 25 to 27. It is not good to eat much honey. Hmm? Yeah. 4, 4, 4, chapter 4, verse 25 to 27. Chapter 4. Chapter 4, verse 25 to 27. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be what? Established. Then what is it saying? Do not turn from it to the left or to the right. Remove your foot from evil. When does this first word come? Don't turn to the left or to the right. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you should meditate upon it. What does feet therefore represent? It represents the way that you do certain things. Feet. And what do they do? They shuffle with their feet. Teach with their feet. They are not stable. One day they go in this direction. The other day they go in this direction. They shuffle with their feet. Son of Bilal. 
Then, what's the fourth one? They point with this. Meaning what? They never take what? Responsibility, you see. Son of Billah will never take a responsibility for his action, for his mess. Who is at fault? Adam? Madam. Kada? This madam which you gave. They never take responsibility for their actions. Son of Billah. That is the reason why Isaiah 58 verse 9 will say, Then you shall call, the Lord will answer, you shall cry and he will say, here am I. If you take away the yoke from your midst and the pointing of the finger and speaking of wickedness. That means get rid of that Belial attitude in you. Start taking responsibility for your life. One of the things maybe in all these days that we have learned, all the teachings that we have learned, so many convictions have come into our hearts. Holy Spirit is trying to convict you and prod you and say, come on, repent. Don't point fingers. Take responsibility. Take responsibility. Deal with the son of Belial because it represents your walk. And then he says, let's go back to chapter Proverbs chapter 6. Okay. Perversity is in his heart. Oh, what is it? What is there in his heart? Perversity in his heart. How do you know that perversity is in your heart? When you don't have forgiveness, when there is unforgiveness in your heart, when is bitterness in your heart. How do I know it? The law of first mention we know. Deuteronomy 13.13. Law of second mention we will Second time the son of Belial appears in the Bible. Deuteronomy chapter 15 verses 7 to 11. Deuteronomy chapter 15 verses 7 to 11. If there is among you a poor man of your brethren. That means, a poor man means who owes you. In other words, that means who has wronged you. You can put it that way, no? Within any of the of the gates in your land, which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not harden your heart, nor shut your hand from your poor brother. Then, but you shall open your hand wide to him and willingly lend him sufficient for his need, whatever he needs. Before, beware, lest there be a, what do you think the wicked thought is? The thought of a son of a Belial. A wicked thought in your heart saying, the seventh year is coming, the year of release is at hand. That means, if I give him, I have to forgive his debt. That's what it means, no? What is this year, year of, uh, seventh year meaning what? Uh, whatever he owes me, I should forgive him. The year of for, uh, forgiveness is at hand. That's what forgiveness means. What, what does it mean? To release. That's what we heard, no? So many times the power of forgiveness, the power that you will, that you have to release people to not hold anything against anybody. But what does the son of Bilal have? He withholds forgiveness in his heart. Perversity is there in his heart. He who withholds forgiveness. That's exactly what happened to that wicked servant. 10,000 talents he owed his master. The master, what did he do? Released him. But did he release his fellow servant? No way. How many, how much did he own? 100 denarii. And what did God say? 
Hand him over to the tormentors. Son of Bilal. And then, go back to Proverbs chapter 6. And verse, perversity in his heart. He devises evil what? That's exactly what it says, no? In the last days, it will be like the days of Noah. And what was the days of Noah like? Every imagination and a thought of the person was only evil continually. That means you have become a part of this perverse generation. That's what it means. Imagination and the thoughts of his heart is Evil continually. He devises evil. You know what devising means? It's a device. Yeah, it's a scheme. Invent. Become a scientist. As to how to do evil. Who's that evil scientist's name? Frankenstein, huh? I forget his name. Frankenstein, maybe. I don't know. We mean in, in our fiction, no? Evil scientist. Sherlock Holmes' uh, professor, Moriarty. His ultimate nemesis, Sherlock Holmes. Professor Moriarty. You are devising evil continually. You are a professor, Moriarty. Don't get offended, professors. <laughs> I was also one among them. Okay, But I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about people who are devising evil continually. Continually devising evil. That means that the moment they start waking, their, their thoughts are always. What reveals? Your walk reveals all of this. The walk reveals the heart of the Belial in you. Whether it's there or not. And we, are, we all have it. If you're honest, come on. How many of us now not have spoken one thing here and not, not gone and spoken something totally different? How many of you of us have not distorted our testimony to suit our own self? Absolutely, I have done it. I have done it. That is the reason why Jesus says about Nathaniel, Behold, ah, 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 a true Israelite. Thank you so much, doctor. A true Israelite in whom there is no deceit, guile whatsoever. If God himself can give you that commendation, what will you give for God? My right hand, please. My right hand for that commendation. Behold an Israelite, a true Israelite in whom there is devices evil continually. And then he the worst thing, he who sows discord. He sows discord. He speaks against two brothers and suddenly there will be a division among the two. Be wary. That's the heart of Bilal. For example, let's say Sam and I, friends. I should be very careful as to when I go to, let's say I'm discussing with about Sam to somebody else or let's say pastor. Just giving an example. Be very careful that my words will not create an impression about Sam to pastor. You understand what I'm saying? Very dangerous. What reveals? Your walk reveals. So walk is a revealer. It's a, that's what I'm saying. Let's go for a walk today and see what's going on. With the Holy Spirit, of course. No, not with me. 
with the Holy Spirit. So therefore, what happens if you don't do this? Verse, 7, verse 15, Proverbs chapter 6. Therefore, his calamity shall come suddenly. Suddenly he shall be broken without remedy. Sudden ka matlab kya hai? You will never anticipate when it's coming. You are walking in what slope? Slippery slope. And you do not know when the calamity comes. Suddenly you shall be broken. And that too without remedy. No turning back after that. So walk reveals your talk and the heart of Belial is revealed in your walk. So let's ask the Holy Spirit to judge our hearts today this morning. Lord, do I have this in me? Another thing that walk reveals. Turn to Proverbs chapter 10 please. Verse 9. He who walks with integrity walks securely without without any fear. But he who perverts his ways will become, will be found out as I, as I told you. He who perverts his ways will be found out. That's it. That's the reason why you should give people time. Don't, that's what Paul says. Don't give any, don't uh, judge anything before time. Everything will be revealed. Don't try to do anything and be anything in anybody's life. Just leave it at that. Just leave it. Like pastor was saying, I just leave it. I speak, I speak and I leave it. Just wait. Everybody's hearts will be revealed over a period of time. Whoever walks in integrity, walks a few securely, but he who perverts his way will become known. Therefore, your works will become known very by, by your walk, in other words. You know, it's a very powerful verse in First Timothy chapter 5. If you turn with me to First Timothy chapter 5, verses 24 onwards. 24. 25. Okay. Some men's sins are clearly bah, evident. Some men's sins are clearly evident, preceding them to judgment. Very clear. We'll know it. Very, very clear. But those of some men follow <laughs> later. But that means they can never be hidden. That's what Jesus says. Nothing which is hidden will not be revealed on that day. Everything will be revealed. What you spoke in secret chambers will be spoken from the housetops. Therefore, you have to give an account for every idle word you have spoken. I think that is the light in which Enoch walked. He walked in the light of what? Of judgment. Because Enoch prophesied, the seventh from Adam prophesied what he said, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints to do what, Baba? To judge. He walked with that with walked with that consciousness in his mind. Some men's sins are clearly evident, preceding them to judgment, but those of some men follow later. Likewise, the good works of some are clearly evident and those that are otherwise cannot be hidden. Cannot be hidden. Everybody will be known, Baba. Over a period of time, you 12, 12 years I have worked with pastor, at least something of me has been revealed to him, for sure. Not, not 12, actually more than that. More than most of you over 13 years I've walked with pastor. And I'll walk it, walk a few more years. Sab kuch dud ka dud pani ka pani ho jayega. Koi chinta karne ki koi avshakta nahi hai. Hai ji? You see, this is what is important. Walk reveals this. It reveals 
your good works. That is the reason why it says in Revelation chapter 14 verse 13. Look at this beautiful verse. Revelation chapter 14 verse 13. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, write, write. What should I write? Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. Baba, your works are going to follow you, Nana. Nothing will be hidden. That is the reason why it is important how you build, says Paul, because that day will be revealed. Whether it is built upon wood, hair or stubble or gold, silver, precious stones. Only six ingredients are mentioned. That day will reveal everything by fire. Your works are going to follow. Okay, you will be found out. You will be revealed in your walk. Your works and your attitudes will be revealed in your walk. Whether you are walking with integrity or that's that is the reason why who walks in integrity has nothing to fear. Walk securely. He has nothing to fear. Okay, come call me. I will be honest. Before before you know, I will show you exactly what, what is in my life. Everything. See, nothing to hide. That is the reason why uh, they, they said about Jesus, no? Jesus tells them, I spoke to you openly. Nothing I revealed in secret, right? Now you are coming to me secretly. Did I not speak to, speak to you in openly? Why are you doing all this? I have never hidden anything about my life to you. Nothing is hidden. That's the reason why they think they hated him. This guy, by transparency, thy name. will be found out. They will be found out. So you don't have to worry. Okay. Another thing the walk reveals. 14.2 Proverbs. You know why I like the book of Proverbs now? <laughs> I love it. Why if, if you teach your children the book of Proverbs, they'll be, they are set for life I tell you. Whoever he who walks in his uprightness, what? Ah, fears the Lord. So what does, what does your walk reveal? Whether you fear the Lord or not. That's what it reveals. But he who is perverse in his ways despises him. He hates him. You see, your walk reveals, I told you, no, very few people, either people love you or they hate you, few will be indifferent. He who walks in his uprightness, whether you fear, whether the fear of the Lord is there in your heart or, or not is revealed by your walk. That is the reason why walk is such an important thing. Let's go for a walk today. Do you, do you fear God? So what is to fear God? Is to hate evil, it says in one, one place. The fear of the Lord is a beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Have you looked at a whole study on the fear of the Lord? If you cannot understand Hindi, maybe I'll translate it later on for you guys. You who have heard the message in Hindi, we who heard the message in Hindi are blessed. And therefore he delighted in the fear of the Lord, he says. If you can put this in uh, NIV and NASB, it's beautiful. All the all the translations available. He whose walk is upright fears the Lord, but he whose ways are devious despises him. NIV, NLT. Okay, okay. Uh, NLT, okay, NLT. You put those who follow the right path fear the Lord. Those who take the wrong path despise Him. They hate Him. 
They just hate. They can't stand him. That's the reason why Pharisees could not stand Jesus. Because they were devious in their parts. We want to ask you this question. With what authority are you doing these things? I will ask you, ask you one question. The baptism of John. Was it from heaven? Or was it from man? <gasps> hey, conference call. I mean, oh, equivalent. Conference call. No, a lot of people have conference calls. Hmm? Conference call. Hey, if you say this, if you say John is from, not, not from God, people love him, they will stone us. If you say he's from God, then he will ask us why did we not get baptized. We will, we will do one thing. Let us say, we don't know. Devious. We don't know. Common consensus, unanimous decision. By popular vote. Jesus said, I will also not tell you. Interesting. They hated him. Every time they wanted to catch him with his words, should we pay taxes to Caesar? Give me a coin, you fellows, you hypocrites. How long will you test me? You see that? All the Pharisees hated Jesus because his walk, his walk showed that they, that he feared the Lord. In fact, scripture says that he delighted in the fear of the Lord. And Hebrew 5, chapter 5 verse 7 says, During the days of his flesh, he prayed with loud cries and tears. And he was heard because of his godly fear and reverent submission. And every time he walked and talked, he called their bluff. Show me your cards. Oh, we have aces. Baba, uh-uh. I am the ace over here, Baba. What are you talking all the aces are up my sleeve. Okay. So, do you really fear the Lord? What shows? Your walk shows. Your walk. Do you love those who fear the Lord? What shows? Your walk shows. Do you get inspired by those who fear the Lord? What shows? Your walk shows. The next thing your walk reveals. 28.6 I like this. Blessed is the poor who walks in his integrity. Let's look at two verses, okay? 28.6 and 19.1, both together. Hmm? Better, Better is the poor who walks in his integrity than one perverse in his ways, though he be rich. 19.1 Better is the poor who walks in his integrity than one who is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Kya baat hai? I like that. My walk in integrity determines my ultimate value system. In other words, what do I value the most? Riches in this life or whether I will choose poverty over riches to ensure that I come to not compromise on my integrity. That's exactly what Madam Job said to Job. How long will you hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. You are talking like a foolish woman. Should we only accept riches from God and not poverty? 
क्या बात है दैट इज इंटेग्रिटी गॉड मेड इंटेजर्स ऑल एल्स इज अ वर्क ऑफ मैन सेट हु लेपॉल क्रॉनिकर इंटेग्रिटी माई वॉक इन इंटेग्रिटी डिटर्मेंस माई वैल्यू सिस्टम इट शोज माई रिवील्स माई वैल्यू सिस्टम वॉट इज द वैल्यू सिस्टम दट आई सब्सक्राइब टू वॉट डू आई ट्रूली वैल्यू रिचेस ऑफ दिस वर्ल्ड द प्लेजर्स ऑफ दिस लाइफ द डिसीटफुलनेस ऑफ रिचेस और इज बेटर फॉर मी टू बी पोअर एंड वॉक इन अ ब्राइटनेस ऑफ हार्ट दैन टू कॉम्प्रोमाइज ऑन दिस साइड ऑफ इटर्निटी वॉट रिवील्स दैट माई वॉक माई वॉक रिवील्स इट and that is the reason why look at what it says in um, in luke's gospel chapter we know the we know the beatitudes blessed are the first beatitude kya blessed are the poor in spirit now look at another set of beatitudes from luke's gospel chapter 6 exactly dr richard your dr luke so we will also quote dr luke okay luke's gospel chapter 6 verse 20 onwards then he lifted up his eyes towards the disciples and said Whom did he look, lift up his eyes? Actually, uh, it says in NASB, he gazed. Don't, no, don't, don't have to turn there. He gazed upon his disciples. He gazed. Gazed. का मतलब जानते हैं ना? Gazed. Intently looked at his disciples, and he said, "Blessed are you." What? His disciples were what? Poor. Not because they could not become rich. They actually refused to be rich. When they got the best catch in their life, right? Peter, when he got his best catch in his life, he left. everything and he followed jesus he didn't say jesus kya baat hai you and i can get into a partnership we can start off peters incorporated no na 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 so i mean no offense to peter over here but uh, uh, i'm not referring to this peter he didn't say that he didn't say peter incorporated no no partnership he understood lord depart from me lord i am a sinful man you know what jesus said do not fear from now on you will you will catch men you know what i'm going to show you peter what is the ultimate value system what is ultimate riches you know what ultimate riches is peter is to win souls peter not having riches in this life and if you have given up riches in life to get ultimate riches peter you you know what is your ultimate value system and what reveals your walk reveals what can a man give in return for his soul all the riches of this world is cannot buy that's what it says in psalm 49 right we know that psalm very well chalo let's go for the one more time to psalm 49 i think at least the 15th time in the last 65 days 15 is very less baba you should have gone gone more number of times 49 was a 7 actually was a 7 onwards if i'm right none can by any means redeem his brother nor give to god a ransom for him for the for the redemption of their souls is costly and it shall cease forever and verse 9 and he should that he should continue to live eternally and not see hell or pit for he sees wise wise men die likewise fool and the senseless person perish and leave their wealth to others the ultimate value system is therefore what souls and if you have made yourself poor so that you can win riches eternal riches for the kingdom of god then you are poor then you are really really rich then we know what reveals your walk reveals let's go back to luke's gospel chapter 6 and let us uh, elaborate it a little more chapter 6 verses 
20 onwards. He looking, he's looking at his disciples intently. He lifted up his eyes towards the disciples and said, Blessed are you poor, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. You know why? Because you made yourself poor. Just like, you know what Jesus said, he, though he was rich, he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, he, though he was rich, he made himself poor so that through his poverty, you may be made what? Rich. What rich, Baba? What rich? Earthly riches? Nonsense. That you will have him? That you will have God? Blessed are you poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. And then, blessed are you who hunger now. See, everybody is a now generation, no instant generation. Those days, filter coffee, bolato, full night we have to do. Then we will get one filter coffee. Now I realize that filter coffee is very, very simple now. You just put it in the coffee machine, duck. 10 minutes, it's done. Those days, full night. Now, 10 minutes. We are all instant generation. We are a now generation. And you know what he says? Blessed are you who hunger now. For you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now. For you shall laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you and when they exclude you and revile you and cast out your name as evil for the sake of the Son of Man. What is that? Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. We'll come back to joy later on, later on again. But, but once, once more we'll come back to joy. For indeed your reward is great in heaven. For in the like manner their fathers did to the... Now it's going to contrast. Did to the true prophets. But woe to you who are rich. For you have received your consolation. What did you want? Riches. You already received it. And next, woe to you who are full. But you shall hunger. Woe to you who laugh now. For you shall mourn and weep. Woe to you when men, when all men speak well of you. For so did their fathers to the false prophets. Where is your ultimate value system, Baba? Value system? Is it, is honor your value system? Is the, is the is the honor of from men your value system? Do you seek honor? That is the reason why he says, how can you believe those who seek glory from one another and does not seek the glory from which comes from the only God? Only God. Is that your is that your value system? What reveals? Your, see, your walk reveals it. Ultimately, your walk will reveal. Even the great disciple Peter, his walk revealed when brothers came from Antioch. You to understand, your walk will reveal your value system. Whether you like the honor and the praise of men over the praise from of God, the riches of this life and the pleasures of this life, or whether you will choose to be poor for the sake of the kingdom of God. See, if you are poor, then what's a big deal? When you choose to be poor, that's a great deal. Look at one man of God. Philippians chapter 3. Look at this. One man of God. Huh? What a man he is. I think he should be our ultimate role model, no? Philippians chapter 3, verse 8, sorry, verse uh, 5 onwards, verse 4 onwards, Philippians chapter 3, verse 4 onwards. Though I also might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so. 
circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal persecuting the church, concerning the righteous message of the law, blameless. How many things does he have? Six. Is he perfect? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. But what things were, what? Gain to me these I have counted loss for the sake of Christ. And then he, what is, look at what he says. Yes, indeed, I also count, yet indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as dung that I may gain Christ. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. That is his ultimate value system. And for this, he is willing to count everything as loss, for so that he may gain Christ and the knowledge of Christ. What is your ultimate value system? I remember Paul, uh, pastor was talking about one of his friends who was living in um, UK, United Kingdom. Not Great Britain, United Kingdom. Okay, Fragile United Kingdom. Okay, F-U-K. <laughs> Fragile United Kingdom. Okay. So, uh, uh, they were moving to, a, uh, one of his friends, they were moving to a different place in the UK. So he asked him, where are you moving? Uh, we are moving to such and such a place. Oh, is it near to your workplace? No, he says, in fact, it's very far to our, to our workplace. But where are you moving? You're moving closer to the church. That's your value system. Is it going to make you poor? Of course. You have to spend a lot of money on gas. But is it worth it? Absolutely. When? Now or eternally? Eternally. Adi. Point. And what reveals your value system? Your walk. So let's go for a walk today. Therefore it says in verse Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 to 19. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty. Don't become proud. Not to trust in riches gadu. Uncertain riches nana. In riches away. They will have wings and fly off very, very soon. That's exactly what has happened after the seaweed attack. All your stock values have gone plummeting down this drain. You started building your golden calf and feeding grass to that bull. You're walking on what street? Dalal street. Dalal ho gaya. Empty. Dalal kar diya ho. What do you want to be? Halal or dalal? Halal means what is allowed. Okay. <laughs> dalal street. So he says, don't trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. Isn't it interesting? Either God, riches is God, or uncertain riches is God. <laughs> or who is God? 
the living God is God. That means, that is the reason why he says, no man can serve two masters. Either he will love the one and hate the other, or he will hate the one and love the other. Despise the one and love the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Not Satan. No, 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 not Satan. Mammon, yeah? Mammon is a spirit, by the way. It's an Aramaic for the God of money. Spirit behind money. Uncertain riches. But in the living God. Who gives us richly all things to enjoy. But what should you do? What should you do to these people? You should command them. And verse 18, let them do good that they be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. You see that? Lay hold on eternal life. See, ultimately, that's where your treasure is. That is where your heart is. Where is your treasure? In eternal life or life now? And if in this life only you have hope in Christ Jesus of all the people, you are the most miserable and what reveals your value system is your walk, my dear brothers. You'll walk for a while, but slowly. What is that? The cares of this world. The anxieties of this world. The deceitfulness of riches. And the pleasures of this life. What do they do? Choke the word. And you will become unprofitable. Understand that. Job became absolutely poor. But he refused to compromise on his values. The Lord gives, the Lord taketh away. Blessed is the name of the Lord. Therefore, you know, we should have the prayer about uh, about that man of God. Proverbs chapter 30. This should be your prayer. Proverbs chapter 30. Proverbs chapter 30. I forgot to put it. My goodness. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dr. Luke is here. Actually, read read from verse 7 to 9, okay? Two things I request of you. Deprive me not before I (laughs) die. Remove falsehood and lies far from me. That means take away that son of Belial's heart from my heart. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted for me. Give us this day our daily bread. And then, lest I be full and deny you. And say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of the Lord. Do not malign your servant to his master. Okay, that's it. Verse 9. That's enough. You see? Lest I be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. What an amazing prayer to pray. If you can't handle riches. If you can handle riches, be like Gaius. Gaius! How many of you want to be Gaius? I have that desire in my heart. Lord, make me gay. But only if it is your will. If you think that I can handle riches. If I have the ability to walk in truth. And to walk in love. So that I can give and support the ministry of God. With my riches. You know what is he called? He's called the what of the church? The elder of the church. Kya baat hai? Okay. Would to God we have gayasus in our church churches. Amen. Okay. So your walk reveals your value system. 
Next one. Your walk determines your joys also. Do you know that? What do you joy in? Proverbs 15.21 Folly is joy to him. <laughs> I like that. You look at this, look at this, look at this, everybody. Look at this, look at this, look at this. Folly is joy to him who is destitute of discernment. But a man of understanding walks uprightly. Usko reverse kar do. Reverse ka matlab kya hai? 2115 karo bhi. See how there is method in God's madness also in some sense. Some sense. Okay. It is joy for the just to do. Kya baat hai? It is joy for the just to do justice. But the destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. Go back to 1521. Proverbs 1521 and 2115. Easy to remember, no? Folly is a joy to him who is destitute of discernment. That means your walk determines what you joy in. What do you enjoy the most? Righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. That is the kingdom of God. Rejoice in the Lord always and again, just in case you forgot, I say rejoice. Rejoice. The joy of the Lord will be your strength. Who said that? Nehemiah. Joy of the Lord. You know, one of the ultimate uh, uh, symptoms, I can't come using those languages for lack of, I'm not very good uh, in similes and metaphors. Ultimate symptoms, not symptoms, ultimate, uh, one of the, one of the ways that you know that you have really been saved. Romans chapter 5, verse 10 and 11. For if we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, what do we do? But we rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have received the reconciliation. Excuse me. Yeah, what is it? Yeah. Not, and not only so, but we rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have received the reconciliation. First Peter chapter 1, verses 4, 5 and 6, if I'm right. Yeah. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly, what? Rejoice. Though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. Okay, verse 8. Whom having not seen, who is that person? Jesus. You love Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible with and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. You become to begin to joy in God. And therefore, what are we called? Ministers of the word of God. 
You know what are we called? Second Corinthians chapter one verse twenty four. Not that we have dominion over your faith, but we are fellow workers for your joy. Hello. 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 Think about it. If I, as a minister of the word of God, have opened up your mouth to the appetites of the joys of God, I have done my work. And to this end, I, what? Labor. So that you would, you would become what? You would start beginning to enjoy God. 20, 2115 now, Proverbs 2115. It is a joy for the just to do justice. I like that. It is a joy for the just to do justice. <laughs> but destruction will come upon the workers of iniquity. And verse 1521, 1521, 1521, 15, folly is joy to him who is destitute of discernment, but a man of understanding walks Uprightly. 10.23 To do evil is a sport. Is like sport to a fool. But a man of understanding has wisdom. You know, even the sports that you choose, the video games that you choose. I like the best video game I like is Mario. I had to stop play, playing because I can't get my fingers properly. And the other, I like Pac-Man. Pac-Man, PS, PC man, right? Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Ultimate game. Because even if you eat that fellow, that's still like, that, that fellow still live. All the other games are shooting. Everything else is that. It's a sport. What is your joy? Ultimately. But a man of understanding has wisdom. Where do you joy in? Your joy is revealed by your work. Therefore, how do we mend our walk? <laughs> important, no? Very, very important, no? First, turn to Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. He who walks with the wise will be wise. Are Straightforward formula, Baba. He who walks with the wise will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Very clear. 1533, 1 Corinthians. 33 and 34. Do not be deceived, my dear brothers. Evil company, what does it do? Corrupts good habits. So, because habits are very difficult to form. Once you get bad habits, you know what a habit is. If you take H, a bit is there. If you take A, bit is there. If you take B, it is there. Bad habits are like soft bits. Very easy to get in, very difficult to get out. But on the other hand, good habits, oh, very difficult to get in, but very easy to get out. You formed a habit of, let's say, waking up early in the morning. 
and it's very easy to get out of that habit too. My God, I'm telling you, these 60 days, oh, beautiful, no? What do you say? What says thou? <laughs> Even if you get a, get into a chat with each other, no? We feel like we speak and speak and speak and then we watch the time. Hey, Baba, you have to sleep. Because that is also constraint. Because those habits are important now. Sometimes we keep discussing and we go on and on and on. But, you know, you have to be careful with that also. 11963. 11963. What is it? 11963? You have the rose? Yeah. I am a companion of all who fear you and those and of those who keep your boy. Of those who keep your precepts, I am a companion. Kya Who's your companion, Baba? Who's your friend? The companion. That is the reason why it says you have, you should get a good new sister and a new friend. What should you call wisdom your sister and understanding my kinsman, my best man. And wisdom is your sister. So that is the reason why it's very important. But what does this, what does these people do? What do, what do they do? What do they do? Friends, what do they do? Iron sharpens iron, so does the countenance of a friend. There will be friction. Good for friction to happen. Those are what we call as disagreements. Finally, all those disagreements go and finally you start agreeing on the word of God. Lay every disagreement to the rest and start agreeing on the Word of God. That is the reason why, what is one of the attributes of the son of Belial? What does he do? He sows discord. What should be our goal? First Corinthians chapter 1. First Corinthians chapter 1. And verse... Um, 10 and 11. Now I plead with you brothers by the name of our Lord, Je- Lord Jesus Christ that all, that you all speak the same thing. That there be no division, divisions among you. But that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. You speak the same thing, have the same mind, have the same judgment. Pursue this. And how does it happen? Iron sharpening, iron. And you will begin to agree upon the word of God. They shall no longer two be, they should, they should be no longer two, but they should be one. Which is not which one, it is God. You know that very well. Begin to agree upon God. So what happens when friends like these happen? A companion of those who fear the Lord. What do they do? 15, 31 to 32. Proverbs. It's, it's, it's a thesis on Proverbs, okay? It's one of my favorite topics, so I love it, I enjoy it, and you also, I hope, are enjoying it. The light of the eyes rejoices the heart. 31 and 32, bro. 31 and 32. Sorry. Yeah, 15, 31, 32. The ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the 
Or you want to abide there, no? You want to have the company of the wise. Those who walk with the wise will be wise. Lot of people wanted to walk with the wise. That is only what there's only one wise God. The only eternally wise God, it says in Romans chapter 11. The only eternally wise God. And all the disciples wanted to walk with that wise God. And what happened after a period of time? Ye wisdom to both jada ho gaya bhai. And they drop. Middle drop jahishir. Full count. No dropping off. The ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. He who disdains instruction despises his own soul. But he who heeds rebukes gets understanding. You want to abide with the wise? Aha. Let us look at it in different translations. NIV maybe. To get a, a multidimensional rendering. He who listens to, I love this. He who listens to life giving rebuke. Kya baat hai? He who listens to life giving rebuke will be at home with the wise, among the wise. That is the reason why not, it is not easy to walk with the wise. At home ka matlab, I am comfortable with you. I can stay with you. I can constantly take life-giving rebuke. That's what it means. And therefore, I'm at home with you. A lot of people cannot be at home. For them, it's a huge commitment. Because that requires for themselves to be clothed with humility. You know the word clothing with humility? That word comes from, uh, the, the Greek word is to wear an apron. You know, who wore an apron those days? Slaves. Not scientists. And lab assistants. Aajkal apron bolo to usko apron dekhte arre. Kunsa lab se kaam kar raha CCMB? No, 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 no. Not CCMB. Not IICT. Not IIT. It is called as church of humility. Kya baat hai? CCMB, IICT, IIT, no, 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 Church of Humility. I wore the apron, clothing yourself with humility. That is what we call a spiritual disposition. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, so that in due time, at your Kairos moment in your life, you will be exalted, my dear brothers. Be at home with wise and if you want to be at home with the wise, what should you be ready for? Life-giving rebuke. Ma. Dangerous, no? Oh, oh, tension hai baba. Oh, at home with the wise is not a problem, but life-giving rebuke is a problem. That is the reason why better is a rebuke of a friend than a kisses of the enemy. What do these guys do? They will show you. They will withstand you. But these are wise, spiritual people. I am talking about spiritual, not just anybody. These are people who have got a proven track record of walking with God. Galatians chapter 2, verse 11 to 14 in the NIV, in the NASB, if you, if you don't mind. NASB, 11 to 14 in the NASB. But when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face. 
because he stood condemned. Thank God he was in the company of the wise. Wiser than him. Okay, that's what he says. Our dear brother Paul, according to the wisdom that God gave him, wrote. And I also find it hard to understand. For prior to coming of certain men from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he began to withdraw and hold himself aloof. He became a snob. Fearing the party of the circumcision. I told you, right? The fear of man. That's that's his value system. Okay? And then, the rest of the Jews joined him in his hypocrisy. I I find it remarkably uh, unbelievable. This man, who was filled with the Holy Spirit, who judged hypocrisy in Ananias and Sapphira, can be trapped with the same sin. If he's not careful. And thank God that there is a Paul who can withstand it, which stood him to his face, who withstood him to his face. I find it really ironical. I mean, I, 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 I get scared also at times. I could be at one point judging the, uh, the hypocrisy in another brother and sister and be blind to my own hypocrisy. Unless there is a Paul who will not fear. The rest of the Jews joined him in his hypocrisy and the result, with the result that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. I told you, no. Compromise is the besetting sin of encouragers. But when I saw that they were not, you know what the word straightforward actually literally means walking straightly. I told you, walking straightly. They were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel. I said to care first in the presence of you all, of them all. If you being a Jew, live like the Gentiles and not like the Jews, how is that you compel the Gentiles to live like the Jews? You see what is happening? That's not the point here. The point here is there was one, one guy who withstood him to his face and saying that your walk is not right. You're not walking straightforward in keeping with the gospel, in keeping with the truth of the gospel. And he called him to his face. And he exposed his hypocrisy openly before everybody. And thank God, Peter didn't get what? Offended. That is the reason why it is a long walk. Your offense is also revealed in this walk, in your walk, Baba. Your hypocrisy, your value system, everything gets exposed in this walk. So how do you mend this walk? Very simple. Go to Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 8. Onwards. 8 to 13. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as what? Children of light. Okay? You have to walk as children of light. Light ka matlab kya hai? Truth, basically. Okay? He who says he has fellowship with us, and walks in darkness, it says in 1 John chapter 1. Right? We'll go, we'll go there later on. For you are once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness, righteousness and truth. And then, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord or what is the will of God. Have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to those, even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. You see that? Just expose. Bring everything to the light. Don't, I'm not saying you have to uh, show it to everybody. No, I'm talking about be honest with God. Like Pastor was saying yesterday, be honest with God. Don't hide, don't lie to God at least. 
Go to him honestly and say, Lord, this is what I am. This is what I am truly. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light for whatever makes manifest is light. Manifest it. Let the truth of the word of God come into your lives. 1 John chapter 1 verse 4 onwards. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. You see that? Your joy may be we are laborers together for your joy. Your, your joy may be complete, it says in other translations. This is the message which we have heard from him and declared to you that God is light and in him there is no what? Darkness at all. But then what verse 6, if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses from all sin. And then, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us if we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Walk in light, meaning expose all those things by the truth of the word of God. And walk with a clear conscience with God and with man. And another one, another way. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 onwards. How should we walk? See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, knowing that the days are evil. So how do you walk circumspectly? Verse 17. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not be drunk with wine in which there is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. How? By speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name, etc. Walk like circumspectly, redeeming the time. And you know, once you start doing that, you're walking with God and you're walking with in his footsteps. You're walking with God. And what happens ultimately? It says in First Peter chapter 2, verses 21 and 23. 21 to 23. <clears throat> for to this you are called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow or walk in his footsteps. He committed no sin, nor deceit was found in his mouth. Deceit was not found in his mouth. And so you start following him, what will happen to you? Over a period of time, all the deceit will be gone. And then you, this is what will happen to you. Revelation chapter 14, verse 4 and 5. These are the ones who are not defiled with women. For they are virgins. These are the ones who... Follow the lamb wherever he goes. These are redeemed among from men, being first fruits to God and the lamb. And in their mouth was found no deceit. For they are without fault before the throne of God. They are without fault. They are not sinless. No, 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 no. He's not talking about that. They are blameless before God. That means they have exposed every sin and brought it to light and began to walk with him. Your walk reveals your heart, my dear brothers. So beware of your walk. Don't grow weary in your walk. And you know what happens? Over a period of time, it will become joy. I mean, I, I remember, you know, I always give this example. The walk 
of Christianity is walk on a tightrope. Initially, what you should do? Balance carefully. Okay. Slowly, slowly, balance and balance and balance and you've reached halfway and then it's like only 100, maybe let's say 10 meters away from your finish line. You know what you do? That fellow, what he, what he does? He runs on the tightrope. He runs on the tightrope. You want to run? That's what it says. I will run the course of your commandments when you have enlarged my heart. I will run. You will not faint. Okay. Let's go for a walk this morning with the Holy Spirit and ask God to expose everything that is not of God in our lives. Let us bring it to light. Let us repent of our sins. And let us continue to walk with him. Let us not grow weary. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for this time that you blessed us with. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. You're a good God. Your mercy and yours forever. Enable us to continue to walk in your ways. Teach us your ways. Show us your paths. Reveal our heart. Enable us to cleanse our heart. Grant us the grace to humble ourselves. Get rid of every thought of Belial inside of our heart. Because we all have it. That double-tongued, twisted nature inside of all of us that begins to justify us and makes us look good in the sight of others. The spirit of Ziba. Lord, grant us grace to expose it and to bring it to light. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. We give you glory. Commit all of us into your hands. Enable us, Lord, to walk with you. You are a good God. You are a God who wants to give good gifts to your children. And therefore, you send convictions so that we can bring all those hidden areas in our lives to light. So that the blood of Jesus can cleanse us and wash us and make us unrighteousness and justify us and give us a right standing with you just as if we have never sinned. What a tremendous privilege we as your children enjoy. Thank you, Father. Enable us to walk in that blessing all the days of our life. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.